is Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to read again just from verse uh, 1 through uh, to verse 12. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through to verse 12. Amen. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And we know the Lord will bless the reading of his word just back into verse 5, uh, sorry, just back into verse 7. If we could read that verse together tonight, verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Praise the Lord. Thank God for mercy. Amen. Psalm 103, if you turn over, well-known Psalm. Psalm 103, verse 10, just a reading there. Psalm 103 and verse 10 says, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, praise God, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Great mercy. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Amen. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knows our frame. And he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field. So he flourisheth, for the wind passeth over it, and it's gone. And the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children's to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. His mercy is great and his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Israel, when they come out of Egypt and the great record in Nehemiah chapter 9 tells us concerning Israel that our fathers dealt proudly, hardened their necks, hearkened not to your commandments, refused to obey, neither were mindful of your great wonders which you did amongst them, but they hardened their necks, and in their rebellion they appointed a captain to return to their bondage. Then it says these words, But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, Slow to anger. He's great in kindness. And he forsook them not. That's the God that we serve. Amen. Psalm 116 verse 5. Just 
sums it up and says these words. Psalm 116 and verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. Our God, our God, our God is merciful. And I'd ask you tonight, how do you see God? How do you see our our Father, our Heavenly Father? How do you look at Him? How do you understand Him? What words would you use to describe Him? Of course, we would say He's a loving God. His God is love. We'd say He's kind. He's long-suffering. He's patient. He's faithful. I think all of us would agree on all those things. And one of those great things would all come to know is God's merciful. Isn't he merciful? Has God been merciful to you? The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 and 4, God is rich in mercy for his great love for with he loved us. He's great and he's rich in mercy. Lamentations 3.21, probably know it off by heart, but Again, it says these words, This I recalled in my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies. That we are not consumed because his compassions, they never fail. Praise the Lord, they're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord's mercies. I will sing of the mercy of the Lord forever. I will sing. Mercy there was great, grace was free, pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burden soul found liberty at Calvary. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for mercy. When Jesus walked this earth, the God-man, God in flesh, when men truly seen him, they cried out, what for? Mercy. We see two blind men in Matthew chapter 9, following the Lord and said, Now, son of David, when they seen him, when, when they seen the God, man, what did they cry? Have mercy on us. The Bible tells us about a woman in Matthew 15 of Canaan who came out of the same coast and she cried, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is vexed with a devil. We've seen in Matthew chapter 17 that they came to a, mul- a multitude came to him and there was a certain man kneeling down and said, Lord, have mercy on my son for he is a lunatic. When they seen him, they cried out, what for? Mercy. Because there is abundant mercy. There's great mercy with the Lord. In our reading tonight, it says, blessed are the merciful When we look to God, we know that our God is merciful, that there's mercy with God. Would you say amen if you received his mercy? Praise the Lord. Isn't he merciful? And when we look to him, we see that he's merciful. We see this merciful God. And in this world, as we read this beatitude tonight, it says, blessed are the merciful Blessed are the merciful. Now, he's speaking about us. Because we are a representation of who he is on this planet. This is what Paul calls us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 20. 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Do you know if you're saved tonight, you're an ambassador for the Lord? Do you know you're an ambassador tonight? You're a representation of another kingdom. You are God's representation. Wherever you work, wherever you are, wherever you walk, wherever you live, you're an ambassador. Isn't it great to be an ambassador for Jesus? No higher calling than to be a representation of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we are an ambassador, and we are to be like him. We're to represent everything of that kingdom in a fallen, miserable, dark, hopeless, sin-cursed world. We are an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are to represent him, to be like him in word and in deed and in action. We're looking tonight at this great God who is merciful. So we are also to be what? Merciful. We're to show mercy. The Bible says, blessed are, for they shall. Anybody need mercy? (laughs) Four of us. (laughs) We all need mercy, don't we? Blessed are the merciful. Why? There's a law here we'll look at in a moment. They obtain mercy. I need mercy. Do you need mercy? How does this work? Individual and corporately, there has to be a place of mercy. A place of mercy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, if you turn there, and we'll just take a, a type here and a shadow and the fullness of it, we'll look at what we are. But in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, Paul writes and says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye have been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Know ye, we are ambassadors, but here it tells us that our bodies, this body is the temple. It is awesome. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're not our own. Praise the Lord, we've been bought. We've been ransomed. We've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We belong to Jesus. And we're saved and we're here to live, to be an ambassador and a representation of him in this earth. But our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost dwells in these temples. And what does that mean? How do we understand that? In 1 Chronicles chapter 28, in the Old Testament, you'll remember there was the tabernacles, Moses and David, and then we came to the temple. And that was the shadow of what is now the fullness. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But in 1 Chronicles 28 verse 10, there was a pattern that was given uh, to David that he then entrusted his son Solomon to build the temple of the Lord. And if you just turn to 1 Chronicles 28, there was something that was crucial in the temple. All parts were crucial because they were all types and shadows of him, that which is Christ. But here the temple or the dwelling place of God where the Holy Ghost would come, the Shekinah glory. And 1 Chronicles 28 and, and verse 10, it says these words, if you just get there and then, I just remember, we're looking at this 
whole concept of being merciful. But in 1 Chronicles 28 and 10 says, Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David uh, gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch, of the houses thereof, of the treasuries thereof, and of the upper chambers thereof, and of the inner parlors thereof. And then it says, and of the place of the mercy seat. In the place of the mercy seat. Right in the very heart of the Holy of Holies, upon the Ark of the Covenant, where the Shekinah holiness of God would dwell above those cherubims, there was a mercy seat. There was a place, there was a pattern. It was specific, it was designed, it was after the very heart of God, right at the very heart of all of this. What was there? There was a mercy seat. The Bible says, know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Can I ask you tonight, is there a place in you and me that people can find mercy? Is there a place, and if this is the temple of the Holy Ghost, is there a place called the mercy seat? Is there a place where mercy flows? <coughs> Blessed are the merciful, for they obtain mercy. Is there a place in us, being the temples of the Holy Ghost, that God can flow and what flows from that place is from that seat where there's mercy is there a place that's individual but is there a place corporately i suppose like the man Adon adonijah who in 1 kings 1 and 51 feared the king solomon and he run and laid hold of the horns of the altar and he found Mercy. You know, Jesus brings to us in this verse, blessed are the merciful, the law, there's a law here of mercy. What is it? What is that law? Blessed are the merciful, here's the law, for they shall obtain. There's a law there, that's God's divine law. If you're merciful, guess what happens? You get mercy. If you're not merciful, there's a law working, isn't there? Let me ask you, is there a place in you that people can find mercy? The law of mercy, and there's another law that works exactly the same way. It's the law of forgiveness. And where you find mercy, you'll find forgiveness. And where you find forgiveness, know what else you'll find? Mercy. They're inextricably linked. They're like two sides of the one coin. And these laws work hand in hand. They work exactly the same way. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, these verses, if you turn to them, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, it says these words. We'll look at this law of forgiveness. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. Jesus said, Matthew 6, 14, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, here's the law. 
your heavenly Father will also forgive. What does it say? Do you see the law? How many people need forgiveness? Everybody in this room, we all need forgiveness. But how do we receive forgiveness? How does that law work? If we forgive, guess what happens? He forgives us. But if ye forgive not, verse 15, men, if ye forgive not men their trespasses, just listen to these, these are the words of the Lord. Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Do you see the law? Do you see it working? Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. What happens? They obtain mercy. There's a story told by the Lord in Matthew chapter 18. I'll paraphrase it and go through it very quickly. But in Matthew chapter 18, there was a certain king, and this king would take account of all his servants. There was one particular individual that owed the king 10,000 talents, and he's brought before the king in order that he would pay up. And the man cried out and said in Matthew 18, 26, Lord, would you have patience with me? I promise you I'll pay everything. I'll clear the debt. And so we see that the king had compassion on the man as he cried out. It says in Matthew 18, 27, that the king was moved with compassion. And here's the wonderful thing which the king did. The king loosed him and the king forgave him the debt. Praise the Lord. Have you been loosed and your debt been forgiven? What mercy there is with God. We owed a debt. We could not pay it, but he paid the debt for us in Calvary's tree. And thank God we have been loosed and forgiven. Let go. Someone else has paid the price, Jesus Christ. Well, this man left left that, that palace loosed, receiving the mercy and the compassion, forgiven of his debt. And as he's walking down the street, he meets someone that owes him a hundred pence. He must have been an Ulster man because it says he laid hands on him and he took him by the throat. He got him by the scruff. And he said, you need to pay me everything. The man couldn't pay him. He cried out just like he had cried out for the same mercy, but there was no mercy. And know what he'd done with him? He laid hold of him. He put him in the prison until the debt was paid. Well, he's brought back before the king. And the king says in Matthew 18, 32, I forgive thee all that debt because thou desirest me to do that. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on your fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? You see, the law of the harvest here is blessed are the merciful. We have received mercy. So what should we do with that mercy? We should show it. Isn't that right? Isn't that true, brothers and sisters? Have we received of the mercy of the Lord? of the great mercy of God, of the everlasting mercy of God. His compassions they don't feel. We looked at this Christ. He is merciful. So what are we to do? We're to show mercy. And so it says in Matthew 18, the king says, So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his, his brother their trespasses. There's a law here of mercy that runs tandem with the law of forgiveness. If you forgive, guess what? You'll receive forgiveness. If you're merciful, guess what? You'll receive mercy. 
Luke chapter 6 and verse 31, the Lord continues to teach in this subject. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 31, if you turn over to that, Luke chapter 6 and verse 31. The Lord says, as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, what thanks have you? For if sinners also love them that love those that love them, and if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. And do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. What's the, what's the Lord saying? Can it be said of us? Can it be said of me? Can it be said of you? That that man or that woman, they're merciful. There's mercy. There's a mercy seat in that life. And what flows from that seat is mercy. Do you know, they're just like him, Jesus. Let me go a bit further to understand what this is, this mercy. Because Jesus was teaching it here in Luke chapter 6. And brought out this idea of what mercy is. And understanding it tonight. If we're to leave this building. We're to walk out these doors tonight. I know this for the truth. For a fact. And individually you go out that door. You go through the very double doors. And the little bench is sitting on the street. And there's a man or a woman sitting on that bench. And you find them that they're broken. And they look in great need. And perhaps they're hungry. Perhaps they have no coat. Perhaps they look so tired. I know that every single person without doubt in this room would stop at that bench. Most likely sit down by that man and say, can I help you? I know that's, that's what we would do. Can I get you a cup of tea? Is everything okay? Can we pray for you? Can we, can we get you home? And we'd spend time and we would organize a lift and we would say that, we have shown them acts of kindness. Some would even go as far to say we were so merciful there, but that's not that's not the mercy that the Lord's talking about. What do we mean by the mercy? Blessed are the merciful. God's mercy is an act of kindness in forgiving an individual for the wrong that they've done against us. You see, the mercy that we have received is against a God whom we have grieved and sinned against. When the prodigal son come walking up that path, he had sinned against his father, against heaven. And what was standing there was mercy. So let me put it a different way for us to grasp it tonight. You leave this church building tonight, you go through these first set of doors and you walk down and you exit the second set of doors and sitting on the bench is a man or a woman that has grieved you. They've hurt you. They've wronged you. 
They've caused you great hurt and pain and despair. And you walk out those doors and you find that man or that woman, whatever it was would be, and they're sitting in a desperate state. There's tears, there's brokenness, there's hopelessness, there's hurt. Now here's mercy. You see, it would be easier to cross the road or be called away to deal with something else. Hopefully someone would call you back into the church and you didn't have to leave. But here's the mercy of God. Here's the mercy of Jesus. Here's the mercy that flows. To be able to sit down with even those that have grieved or hurt and to forgive them and to show mercy and to show love and to show kindness. Surely this is the mercy of what we have received. In Proverbs 11 and verse 17, it says these words, and such words of wisdom they are, the merciful man doeth good to his own soul. The merciful man doeth good to his own soul. But he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. Blessed are the merciful. Praise the Lord, for they shall obtain mercy. Friends, we want to be a true representation of this Christ. We need the great grace of Almighty God and the mercy of God to give us the ability that from these hearts flows the mercy of God to a lost and a broken world. How many people need mercy? We get it in abundance when we show it, when we demonstrate it. Blessed are the merciful. God, fill our lives with the revelation of the mercy of God. And may we demonstrate it in everyday life. Lord, help us. Many people need help. So, it, it, friends, it's, 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 it would be easier to go to the North Pole and sit in your room and never have to meet anyone. But God has designed it in such a beautiful way that it's a body. With all different parts and all different people. And we need to show mercy. Why? I tell you, friends, on the 12th of September, 1993, this old wretched sinner, I tell you, thank God I didn't get what I deserved. I got mercy. And I do want to be merciful. And I need help. God, may we be merciful. May we just be like Jesus. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let's spend a few moments tonight and allow the Lord to deal with our hearts. May he flood our souls with his great mercy, grace, and forgiveness. May these lives 
truly have a mercy seat where people can find mercy.